0: Hi, this is Jim Lyon and you're listening to Viewpoint. With me today in our studio, Jamie Wilkerson. How are you, Jamie?
1: I'm doing well. How are you?
0: I am well. We always are better when we see you come to our place. Thanks so much for dropping by.
1: (laughs) Thank you so much for having me.
0: And we are starting a new series of Viewpoint today about, well, let's call it truth or dare or maybe fact or fiction. (laughs) Jamie, have you noticed that there's a lot more dialogue, it seems, today in the news and in our social conversations about what's true, what's fact, what's fiction. Is it it fake news or is it real news? Oh, Uh, yes. Is it truth or are you just daring me to prove that what I believe is true? I mean, Mm -hmm. we live in a time where it seems like truth and the very idea of something being absolutely true is very much in the mix and people aren't certain. A lot of question marks out there. And so we're starting a new series today at Viewpoint, just talking a little bit about truth. Is it possible that there is an absolute truth, or maybe is that an antiquated idea that uh, we can't ever get to anymore, that everything is relative? In other words, my circumstance, my point of view, my perspective defines truth for me, which may be different from truth for you. I mean, we're going to talk about that today and in the series that follows. Some important questions. Let me just ask you, Jamie. I'm going to put you right in the spot. Oh, wow. You're just a young person, starting out a life, yes, you're married, yes, you have an adorable son, but in your lifetime, brief as it is compared to old men like me, would you say you've ever said something that wasn't true?
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> starting very young.
0: <laughs> there you go. I mean, yeah. even your response had a little bit of a sigh like, oh, yes, because oh, yeah. we all recognize that all of us at some point or another have not been altogether straightforward with what we believed or knew to be true. And then when that happens, if you look back at your life, how does that feel?
1: It didn't feel very good. You know, even I think when I think of that question, um, not just lies that we may have told others, but even ourselves, Mm. you know, Ah. and so I've had to watch that too.
0: We, We are guilty of both, aren't we? Yes. We can attempt to deceive others, and sometimes we tell ourselves lies. And no matter who the audience is, something that is false never bears good outcomes. It may feel in the moment like it protected us from something, but as life plays out, it never leads us to a better place. Well, so much to talk about here. And okay, let's just be fair. I I put you on the spot with a question. Have you ever told something that you thought was not true? And you said, oh, yes. Okay, so ask me. (laughs)
2: Well,
1: I'll reverse the question. Have you ever told a lie?
0: Ah, you know what? I have to say yes. Okay. And if I didn't say yes, I'd be telling another lie. Another lie. (laughs) There we go. (laughs) When at first we try to deceive. So there we go. All of us have this in common. We understand at some elemental level there's something true And we've misrepresented it from some point in our lives. What to do about it? And how do we know what's true? And how do we interpret the world around us? That's what we're about today on Viewpoint. Stay with us. Talking today with Jamie Wilkerson here on Viewpoint, and we're starting a new series called Truth or Dare, Fact or Fiction. So I think all of us have a challenge in life. One is to maintain the integrity of our own representation. How do I speak the truth? How can I not be afraid of the truth? How can I tell myself the truth? How can I be honest with others around me? There's there's that challenge. And then there's the other challenge about how do I even know what is true? <laughs> how do I interpret what I see and what I hear and what others represent to me? and just the ideas and the circus of ideas that swirls about us. You know, we all have so many avenues now of communication that in earlier generations did not exist. You know, in in olden time, people had only what they were told face-to-face. Then there was print media that might represent ideas that were true or false. Then there was broadcast media, which might come over the radio or the television. Now we have social media, (laughs) which has so many ways. I mean, we're bombarded with ideas. So while we have a challenge ourselves being people of honest integrity, we also have the challenge of interpreting all these different channels of communication that we find, what's really true and what's not, what to do. Mm -hmm. Jamie, in the Bible, there are some stories that really jump off the page at me, that the dilemma we face isn't new. We might have more channels of communication, for instance, with social media, but people have always wrestled with this idea. Is there something that actually is true, and how do I know what it is? And the story that really just kind of runs toward me as I think about this is in the New Testament, and it's the story of the Roman governor named Pontius Pilate. This is a famous tale from the life of Jesus, and Jesus is apprehended by his enemies. He's shackled up. He's Bound up, he's thrown before the Roman court, so to speak, and there is this proconsul. He's like a governor in the Roman Empire. He's the chief authority of the place and time. He carries behind him and with him and in his hand all the material power, the the forces of the Roman legions, everything at his disposal for what was called ancient Palestine, a Roman province. Jesus is thrown in front of him. All kinds of things are said about Jesus. Accusations are made. And there's this scene, this really powerful scene. Uh, and I call it a scene. I think it's real history, but it's, no film could have anything with more drama than this one, <laughs> where you get Jesus, uh, this wonder worker, this famous preacher, who's now been arrested in front of the authorities and Pilate. Is wrestling with it. You know, if you read in the New Testament, you'll see that Pilate has several different channels of communication. He's got uh, the leaders of the community, the Jewish leaders at the time, who are telling him one narrative about Jesus. He's heard other things about Jesus from other voices that may not be congruent with what he hears from his uh, government officials, so to speak. And and his own wife in Matthew's gospel. Uh, Says she had a dream about this Jesus and tells her husband, Be careful with him. You know, there's something different about him. So he's got all kinds of avenues of communication. And at last we have this scene and it's recorded by John in his gospel, John chapter 18. Uh, Jamie, I know you have it right there. What does the Bible tell us about this important moment, which might be a moment for all of us?
1: Well, verses 37 through 38 says, Pilate said, So you are a king. Jesus responded, You say I am a king. Actually, I was born and came into the world to testify to the truth. All who love the truth recognize that what I say is true. What is truth? Pilate asked. Then he went out again to the people and told them, He is not guilty of any crime.
0: Wow people have accused Jesus of being a king, and for Pontius Pilate, this means he'd be challenging the authority of Caesar in Rome, so there, there's a charge, and that's what this conversation is originally um, framed by, this, are you a king? And Jesus says, well, that's what you say. Uh, then we have a crowd outside that wants Jesus to be strung up. They want him to be murdered. They want him to suffer a capital punishment uh, because of his crimes that are he's accused of
2: mm-hmm.
0: and uh, this little section ends with Pilate saying well you know what he's not guilty of any crime and then there's this passage in the middle where Jesus says hey people who love the truth uh, love my words they know my words wow. I mean there's so much here to unpack and it has so many clues for us in our present day stay with us I
3: don't know where to go from here it all used to seem so clear I'm finding I can't do this on my own I don't know where to go from here As long as I know that you are near I'm done fighting, I'm finally letting go I will trust in you You've never failed before I will trust in you If there's a road I should walk
0: want you to know that as you listen to Viewpoint today, we're always glad to hear from you. We have a toll-free number. It works 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Give us a call. You may have a question, a comment, a thought to share. Maybe you'd like us to pray with you. Whatever's on your heart, whatever's in your head, call us up. Toll-free, 1-800-757-VIEW. That's 1-800-757-8439. We'll give you the number again at the close of our broadcast today, but no, straight up, We value your voice. I'm talking with Jamie Wilkerson about truth and is there something about truth that we can know? How do we know what's true around us? How do we ourselves become people of truth? And we've just heard the story of Pontius Pilate and Jesus. Jesus is on trial. Pilate is questioning him about the accusations that have been made, saying that he's the king of the Jews and so on, which would be a political firestorm in the time and place with Caesar on the throne in Rome if Jesus alleged. Himself to be the king, well, then that would create all kinds of drama. And in this conversation, um, Pilate is perplexed because he's not sure what to make of Jesus. He's just confused. (laughs) He has so many things swirling in his head. Uh, What do I believe about this guy? He's heard all kinds of things from credible voices that he wants to believe, that Jesus is trouble, that he's trying to take over the country, that he's a political rabble rouser. And there's a part of him that wants to lean that way. But he's got some other voices saying, not so fast. He does good things. People live better when they're in his company. Uh, His own wife has told him, I've had a dream, a supernatural message in my heart that says, be careful with this guy, Pilate. This is his wife talking. (laughs) And then we have Jesus himself. Mm -hmm. Jesus is in front of him, and Jesus is interacting with him and talking to him, and he's trying to size him up. You know, we don't have any pictures of Jesus. We can't give you a photograph of what he looked like. We have images from film that have tried to recreate these minutes, but we don't really know. But I have to believe that there was something about the physical presence of Jesus that gave people pause to wonder. At some parts of his life, he walks through crowds and nobody even notices him. But at other moments, there's something about his presence, his supernatural persona that owns the stage. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: And that's kind of what I I see here with Pilate. There's something instinctively in Pilate that knows he has to be cautious with his Jesus. He's just not like anybody else. Jesus tells him that there is truth. And... uh, What does he give Pilate, Jamie, as the measure of truth? What does he say? You know, there are people who know there is truth, and this is how they know it. Because of what?
1: You know, I thought his response was interesting because he told him, all who love the truth recognize what I say is truth. So apparently those who love God, you know, and and stay close to the word will recognize God's words. And and so that's what his response was to
0: Pilate. It's a really fascinating response because it helps all of us navigate in our own journey today, I think. The first thing is all who love the truth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if in a world where there are so many competing ideas and so many charges lobbed, well, that's not true, that's fake, and so on, we all need to ground for a moment and just stop and make a choice because all who love the truth Make a choice. What do I love? You know, <laughs> I love ice cream. I love my wife. I love my children. I love my work. I I love my country. I love this favorite TV show. I mean, there are all kinds of things we say we love, but while we may have a a less than cognitive relationship to those things, in other words, I, I just love ice cream because I I tasted it and I liked it a lot. Truth be told, in things of substance in life, we make choices about what we love, don't we?
1: Yes.
0: I mean, you have, you're married to a great guy, and you oh, have yes. a boy. But wouldn't you say, Jamie, that you make a choice to love them?
1: Yes, love is a choice. That's Absolutely. Right. <laughs> and sometimes
0: they may not please you. But, That's right. But you choose to love them, and the mm-hmm. same back for you. And I have that at my house, too. I mean, we all make a choice. And Jesus said, all who love the truth, he right there sets us up, sets all of us up. Do you choose to love the truth? Is truth really valuable to you? Will I love the truth even if it makes me feel uncomfortable, mm-hmm. even if it challenges things that I want to believe but they're not true, or things that are, are more um, congruent with where I want to go, and so I, I create a pathway, but what if it's not true? Can I love the truth apart from what I think its consequences are? Why do we lie in the first place? Why would anyone lie? I'll tell you, let me give you an illustration of my own life. When I was a teenager, I lied to my mother. I'm still haunted by this memory. <laughs> oh, no. And it seems like a small thing looking back on it, but I had purchased something, and my mother was did not want me to spend my money. She was trying to get me to save it, and I spent it on something that I wanted. And she asked me, when she saw this thing, she asked me where it came from. Huh. And I lied and said it was gifted to me when, in fact, I had spent my money for it. Now, why did I tell that lie? Because I did not want her to be disappointed with me. I was trying to protect my reputation with my mother or her thoughts of me. I was afraid that if I told her the truth, she would think less of me or be disappointed. And I loved my mother and did not want that to happen. Of course, it's worse to lie. <laughs> I'm talking about, give her a reason to be disappointed. Yeah. And I ultimately had to confess to her the whole backstory. What I'm just saying is we're motivated to lie because we fear the truth will harm us or harm someone we love. Mm-hmm. But wait a minute. Can I love the truth above my fear? Can I love the truth above my uncertainty? That's what Jesus is saying, all who love the truth. So first up, all of us today, everyone listening to us today, and you and me both, Jamie, we have to make sure, do we love the truth? Wherever it takes us, wherever it leads us, will I love the truth? Because that's a breakthrough. If I want to understand what is true, I have to first make it my ambition to love the truth. But then what's the second part of that, Jamie? You told us. He said, all who love the truth, what?
1: Recognize that what I say is true.
0: (laughs) Well, There we go. So if I make the decision that I love the truth above my fear, above my sense of self-preservation, above my sense of wanting things to be the way I want them, even if they're not true, even if I'm divorced from reality, but if I make a decision, I want to love the truth first and acknowledge it about myself, that's the hardest truth, and about the world around me. Well, then I'm going to recognize Jesus makes this bold statement. He said, if you love the truth, if you've chosen to love the truth, then you are going to hear my words and know they are true because they have a power of truth. When we come back, Jimmy, I want to tell you a story about a guy uh, that has become a friend who demonstrates this idea so powerfully. We'll be right back. We want you to know that uh, we have a retreat every year called The Retreat at the Cove. The Cove is a beautiful facility near Asheville, North Carolina, sandwiched into the Blue Ridge Mountains. We meet there in October of the year, just when the hillsides are turning a blaze of autumn colors. We want you to join us. Check us out at our website, cbhviewpoint.org, and learn about the Cove. We'd love to have you there, and I want to tell you the truth. It is the trip and retreat of a lifetime check it out. We're talking today about the truth, and Jesus has uh, thrown the gauntlet down in front of Pontius Pilate, and he said, you know what? All who love the truth, everyone who chooses to love the truth will know that my words are true. And that reminds me of the testimony, the story of a young man from Jordan whose name is Danny. And uh, Danny has an original Arabic name and an English name, which he uses because he's... uh, Uh, speaking often in the English-speaking world. But Danny grew up in a Muslim home, and uh, he loved his family, and uh, he loved his faith. He he went through a challenge of his faith, as many young people do, trying to test it, whether he just believed in the Islamic way uh, because that's the world in which he was raised, or was it really real for him? He came to a decision where he felt like it was really real for him, and he lived that way and tried to discipline himself by it uh, very powerfully, but he didn't feel like he was altogether fulfilled or happy. He was not content as he tried his best to to meet the test of the rules of his Islamic upbringing. This led him into conversation with others, and he was, he was daring others in his community who also were Muslim about, you know, I, I feel empty inside. It's not working for me. Uh, I'm missing something. And anyway, in this sort of conversation, one of his friends said, have you ever read Uh, the Bible, because there's this whole other way of looking at the world and understanding God, and it's in the Bible. None of the guys in the conversation ever read the Bible, and he wasn't even sure where to find one, because they were not common in his community in Jordan. But in the end, he had that idea planned in his head, and he thought, I'm just going to read the Bible, but he couldn't find one. He actually went to knock on the doors of people he thought were Christians, but they wouldn't give him a Bible, because in his community... It was scary to give a Bible because people could be very hostile if they thought you were trying to evangelize in the Muslim community, trying to make people Christian. So even the Christians didn't want to disclose they had a Bible. And so he was frustrated, but then one thing led to another, and he got online. And he just typed in the Bible or words of Jesus or something like that, which led him to the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew, Gospel of Matthew, chapters 5, 6, and 7, he finds them online, and he just reads them for the very first time. He doesn't hear about Jesus. He's not listening to someone else talk about Jesus. He's actually reading the words of Jesus. And his testimony is that as he was reading the Sermon on the Mount, he was so dumbfounded. The words were so powerful. There was something ringing of truth in them. And he said when he got to that part of the Sermon on the Mount that said, Jesus says, you've heard it said, you know, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I'm telling you, love your enemies. Do good to those who harm you and so on. He said his mind just blew up. Because he knew it was true. He had never heard anything like it before. And the concept of loving your enemies, well, what could be just or righteous about that? He'd always heard, harm your enemy, and so on and so forth. But Mm -hmm. now there was a completely new idea. Mm -hmm. And he said just in the bottom of his soul, he knew it was true. And he fell on his knees and cried out to the God of heaven, saying, I don't know who you are, where you are, but these words, this man Mm -hmm. is true. Wow! And he found himself born again, as we say. What I'm just saying is, it's it's an exact replica of what Jesus said to Pilate. Everyone who loves the truth... You see, Danny was searching for truth. He was not satisfied with life as he knew it, and he was searching for truth. And then he found the words of Jesus, and he knew they were true. Wow! Is there something about truth that we can know? Absolutely. Is there an absolute truth that is Irrefutable? Yes. Is there a truth that can transform your life and make your world better and different? Yes. Will it be easy? No. Will you be forced to stare down some things that you wish were true but are not? Probably. But there is an absolute truth that gives life. Mm -hmm. Pilate wasn't sure what to do with Jesus, but he could not bring himself to lie about Jesus. So all the crowd is screaming outside of his balcony, crucify him, crucify him. And Pilate says, but he is not guilty of any crime, because when he came face to face with the words of Jesus, he knew that Jesus was true. Even though he didn't have the courage to protect Jesus, even though he was weak in the face of the crowd, he would not stand up for the truth. He knew Jesus was true. And so it is for us today. (laughs) read the words of Jesus. It's not going to be easy in this world to stand up for them. You're not going to find it easy to live up to them. You're not going to know always maybe what to do with them. But today, know this, there is an absolute truth, and it starts with Jesus. Can you know what's true in the news? Can you know what's true in your world? Can you know what's true in your heart? Yes, if you choose to love the truth and then read the words of Jesus. That's the doorway. There's lots more in the journey. There's lots more we'll talk about in the weeks ahead. But for today, know this. Choose to love the truth, then read the words of Jesus and see for yourself if those words are not true, and then you will begin to stand on solid ground. How to get there? What to do next? You're thinking, okay, I'll tell you what to do. Choose to love the truth and take a chance on this, that you can pray with us, and that there is a God who's going to hear this prayer. Wherever you are, whatever you're doing right now, you can pray with us and just see what happens. Just take a chance that this is truth. There is a God who tells us that he never turns away from someone who is humble and seeking wisdom. So do you do that with us right now? Our Father, we're so thankful today for the truth. We're thankful for the truth that you have made known to us in your Son, that in this confused and crazy world, there is something that is an anchor where we can measure ourselves and the world around us, and that that is Jesus, the person and the record and the living presence and spirit of Jesus himself. And I pray, Lord, that his words captured for us in the scripture, that his words impressed upon us by the Holy Spirit will help all of us find a platform, a steady foundation of truth with which to navigate in our lives and in this world. For everyone, Lord, who is choosing now to love the truth, they may not know you, they may not know Jesus, but, Lord, who are making decisions, they want the truth, I pray, Lord, that you will now hear that heart cry and lead them into the Scripture, to the words of Jesus, so that the truth can set them free. Thank you for hearing our prayer. Thank you for receiving us, Lord, as we humbly bow before you. And we pray in Jesus' name for his glory alone. Amen. Amen. Again, we want you to call us up. You're thinking, oh, 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 I want to talk about that. Give us a call right now, 1-800-757-VIEW. That's 1-800-757-8439. We're by the phone 24 hours a day, seven days a week. It's not a recording, a live person. Please let us hear from you. Jamie, if someone wanted to check us out online, they're not sure they can pick up the phone and talk to us just yet, but, but maybe they'd like to send us an email or just read about the ministry. What's our web address?
1: It's www.cbhviewpoint.org.
0: That's right, CBH, Christians Broadcasting Hope. That's who we are, cbhviewpoint.org. You can read about the ministry there. You can send us an email. We will reply. You can also sign up there for a new feature. We have a podcast. Sign up for a podcast at cbhviewpoint.org. Or at the last, just send me a letter. Address it to Jim Lyon, Viewpoint, Post Office Box 2420 Anderson, Indiana, 46018, USA. But whether you call us on the phone, check us out online, or send me a letter by post, please let us hear from you this week. Jamie, truth be told, the world is always better when you're in the house. Thank you for coming.
1: Thank you. It's so good to be here again.
0: And we are so thankful that you've tuned in to Viewpoint this week. We hope you'll join us again next week as we continue our series, Truth or Dare, We Dare You to explore the truth with us, fact or fiction. Let's get to the facts for all of us at the Viewpoint team, for all of us at Church of God Ministries, which is the host of our broadcast. This is Jim Lyon. Stay tuned.